A slice of the community is made possible by the support of the First Horizon Foundation. Hello and welcome to another episode of Slice of the Community. I'm your host, Jerome Moore, and today we are joined by Councilmember at Large and Tennessee's first transgender elected official, Olivia Hill. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here. Now, it's always good to see you, Olivia. Good always. To see we you. always have a good conversation and a good dialogue. Yes, we do. So, but now you're a council member at large. Yes. You know, so congratulations on that. Uh, congratulations on that first. Um, what is life like at this particular now? Like right now, what is life like as council member at large? Oh gosh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm meeting so many people and mm -hmm. connecting with so many different departments and things like that. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. I really kind of thought uh, after the race that things might slow down, but they've actually gotten busier. Really? No uh, way. But, but I operate best in, in, in uh, controlled chaos. So when things are really busy and really hectic mm -hmm. is when I do best. When I retired from Vanderbilt, I was working an average of 60, 80 hours a week. So, you know, sitting around at home is yeah. not my gig. It's not something that I enjoy doing. So I love a connection with people. I love being able to get the emails and mm -hmm. talk to folks and be able to help with problems. Uh, it gives you a huge sense of accomplishment when somebody says, my trash didn't get picked up or yeah. there's a pothole out there and you're able to report back that that was taken care of. How does that, what does that mean to you being the first official elected transgender? Well, like when you, when you hear that out loud, like how does that hit you to think that you're the first in, in Tennessee? <clears throat> to be honest with you, I really kind of moved past that mm. because I, um, I really ran this whole race as a qualified human right. uh, uh, for the right to sit at the table. I didn't run as a trans woman. I didn't run as the first trans woman. I didn't run as a woman. I ran as a qualified human right. to sit at the table to get the job done that needed to be done, right. uh, which is what it really should always all be, but right. it, it's not always that way. Right. Uh, and so I kind of look past that a little bit because I, I feel like that's not why Nashvillians elected me. They didn't elect me to be the first trans woman. They elected me because I have the experience to fix the broken infrastructure in Nashville, and that's my whole goal in life. Uh, let's talk about your like background and journey a little bit of like, <laughs> like, because, because, of course, like that the, the transgender is part of your identity, right? It's who you are. Uh, but that wasn't always the case, right? Right. And so, can you walk us through a little bit just your background and journey, and kind of what got you inspired to want to get into politics in the first place? Well, I, um, I'm a native Nashvilleian. I'm a fifth generation Nashvilleian. Um, yeah, me too. We 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 right there together on that. Yeah, got stick um, together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I uh, went to Hillwood, and then after I got out of school, I joined the Navy. I served ten years in the Navy, where I did three deployments, uh, two of which in the Persian Gulf, and I saw combat in Desert Storm. Uh, and then after ten years, I got out and came home uh, to Nashville, and I got a job uh, working at Vanderbilt University at the power plant. I started out at the bottom, shoveling coal and pulling ash from the boilers, mm -hmm. and I worked my way to the top. Uh, along the way, I held every single position uh, in my department. By trade, I'm a plumber, pipe fitter, welder, mm -hmm. high voltage electrician, diesel yeah. mechanic, jet engine mechanic, boiler specialist, steam turbine specialist, and control specialist. And so um, that's part of why I ran for at large, because mm -hmm. I felt, felt my expertise could better serve right. the entire community. Right. Uh, but how I got involved in politics was um, I was not prepared when I transitioned for what was going to be the outcome. 
Okay. Uh, after I had all my surgeries and, and I and I came back and I re kind of pushed right. myself out into the community, right. I really tried to be prepared for for any of the transphobia that okay. I would have. Right. And I had very little. Almost every single wow. person uh, accepted me as a woman right. and treated me 100% as such. Right. Honey, won't you go sit in the office? This is men's work or mansplaining people. I've never pre-transition had a man come up to me in, in public and correct me. You know, you shouldn't be running your car while you're pumping gas or you can't park there. Or, you yeah. shouldn't do this or you should do that. I've never had anybody in public. And so I really got heavily involved right. in, in women's rights. Uh, I got heavily involved with HRC, Human Rights Campaign, mm -hmm. and, and uh, got involved with their uh, steering committee. I right. joined the steering committee. I got involved with their governor's group. Uh, and I got so involved that they invited me to the annual uh, convention uh, in D.C. Right. Uh, in March of 2020. And so I, I went up there, and one of the first speakers was Danica Rome, which is mm -hmm. the first trans woman elected in the South. Right. Uh, she got up and spoke and talked about a lot of things, and then she had a microphone up there, and, and she said, does anybody have any questions? And I'm like, as, as a trans woman, when am I ever going to get an opportunity to right. speak to Danica Rome? And so I go up to the microphone, and I'm nervous, and I'm like, Danica, I don't, I don't have a question. I just want to say thank you. Right. Thank you for blazing a trail for so many other trans community so many trans people like me right. to be able to help elected officials like you stay elected to help more elected officials get elected and and do things like that and she like went like this put her hand up and stopped me I'm like oh so so I so I got to ask you about this this intersectionality of like combat uh, being in the navy a desert storm uh, plumbing engineering being the senior supervisor of a power plant all of these things scream out stereotypical man things right yes. Right. And so how did that kind of translate over after you transited as far as male privilege, um, male white privilege? Did you see any of that being taken away? How did you adjust to those type of things that, you know, only white men experience after transitioning? You know, I do a fair amount of public speaking. And it's one of the things that I always put as my topic I speak of. And the very first thing is, um, the, the first thing that happened to me that rocked my world the absolute most of my transition was the loss of my white male privilege that I had no idea that I possessed. Mm. Uh, I've listed my resume. You know yeah. what I'm qualified to do. Right. I was under the impression I did all that on my own. Mm. I, I'm the one who showed up on third shift and got the third shift guys to teach me how to weld. And I'm the right. one who went in off the clock to, to meet with the high voltage electrician and say, can you teach me how to do this? And how does this work? And this, that, and the other. And it was me who did that effort. Yeah. But I learned that had I been a woman, I probably would have never been hired in the, in the, in the power industry. Mm. And when I showed up at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, can you teach me how to weld? They said, honey, won't you go make us some coffee right. and let us men do the work. Right. And so it really got me thinking uh, about so much. Um, and, and I really try to advocate for, for, for all minorities everywhere. Before that transitioning period, what was your own kind of perception of the transgender community? Uh, did you think about that? Honestly, did you wrestle that? Honestly, yeah. I, I was a little transphobic in the beginning hmm. because the short version of my story is I was, I felt like me growing up. Yeah. Uh, until age 10, I wanted to start wearing dresses to school and I couldn't, so right. I got the talk and I was sent to a psychiatrist for two years every Wednesday to teach me I had to be a boy and like boy things. And so that was the start of me feeling broken. 
And so I started trying so hard to yeah. be this man that I thought I was supposed to be, that this right. doctor told me at age 10. Right. And so I found the most alpha people that I could find to hang out with, to learn how to be a stronger man, a better man. And it's the reason why I went in the Navy, because I thought, you know, I still feel like me on the inside, right. and they can fix that. Right. They can make me not be that way anymore because I just felt broken. And I adapted and learned a lot of things that, you know, yeah. straight people talk about. Right. Learn and unlearn, right? Yes, the whole that's process. been the hardest part is, yeah. to, is, is not just to unlearn a lot of that stuff, is to, to let go of things like, mm. like male pride. And it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to yeah. say, I don't understand that. It's okay right. to say, I'm scared. Right. Well, um, talk about family, right? And a lot of times family can be your biggest supporters or sometimes they can, they can leave you hanging, they can abandon you. It can be a loss of family after transitioning or just coming out in general. Did you, did you face any of that or was that a part of your transition, a part of your journey up until this point? <clears throat> you know, I, um, I usually try to skirt around this because um, I lost everything. Mm. I lost my family. I lost my friends. I've lost friends that I've had since high school. I've, um, I've lost both of my adult children. Both yeah. of my children have kids. Uh, my son has three daughters, and my daughter has a son. And and uh, I have a dad that lives in East Nashville, and and um, and I've got family that have just moved yeah. away. And it's not all just negative. Right. And, and what I tell people is, is stop and think for a second of what your greatest wish in the whole world is. Mm -hmm. and, and imagine what that could possibly be, whether that to be CEO of some amazing company, own right. your own island, to be a billionaire, right. to own your own show, whatever. Right. Imagine what your greatest wish is. Yeah. Imagine how you would feel tomorrow if you woke up and that wish came true. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's like for me every day because wow. I've wanted to be me for 50 years. Yeah. And I get to be me. And I paid a heavy price. I lost my career. I lost my family. I lost yeah. my friends. But I get to be me. Have you had any conversations, especially with the intersectionality, with your Navy combat, with being a veteran, right? Uh, what are those kind of conversations with those constituents in the community that, you know, say, hey, like, this is something maybe I want to transition into too as well, but I'm a veteran or I'm currently in the service. Have you had those conversations? Yeah, and, or I, have you been able to let your light shine and allow other people to let their light shine yeah, too? I do themselves? stuff with the VA. Uh, I, I go to different uh, veterans group, mm -hmm. groups. I, I work with uh, Operation Stand Down. Yeah. Uh, and, and I try to be an advocate to say, I'm here. Yeah. Come talk to me. If you have questions and you have concerns and you want to work through this, I, I, I tell everybody in, in the community like that, that if you just want somebody to reach out to and say, hello, yeah. how, do I, how do I do this? How do right. I get started? Right. You know, and, and I, I, I advocate for that. What, as far as getting started, um, you know, we're not in the most um, pro-transgender state being Tennessee. Um, now being in this uh, capacity as council member at large here in Nashville, um, how can you see your role uh, being more of like inclusive into politics, uh, being a transgender woman in Tennessee and allowing other people to say, hey, you can do it regardless, but you definitely can do it even if you are transgender? Well, the biggest thing that I concentrate the most on, and I feel like um, I've got an awful lot of eyes watching me, mm -hmm. um, 
is I just there to do my job. Yeah. And 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 I work on on utilities and infrastructure. And I've been going around meeting with all the different department heads right. and 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 the steam plant downtown. I walked the tunnels under right. Broadway up to Seventh Avenue. I met with the uh, the folks at at Metro Water and stuff like that. And I really want to just do my job. Yeah. And and by doing so, people will go, okay. Yeah. She's trans, but so what? Right. She's doing the work. Right. And it proves that we're just plain old people. We exactly. don't have horns in a tail. We're not something weird. We're right. nothing. We're just a normal human like anybody else, and we right. can do the things. And so I think the biggest thing that I can do is just do my job right. and, and, and do what I was elected to do. Right. And that's that fix the broken parts of Nashville. And by doing so, it's going to give representation to the trans community that they mm -hmm. can say, like, She's doing that, right? And and she's not running around going, "I'm trans. I'm the first trans. I'm this. I'm yeah. that." I'm just like, so, yeah. You know, the infrastructure is broke. Right. We need to fix that. Because I think in those positions, right, people are either gonna work with you, right, and and see that you're doing the work, and say Olivia's doing the work. Let's make it happen. Or they're gonna use your transgender identity as a reason not to work with you, right? You know, and so many people, there, there, there's been quite a few people that have done that, and it was like, well, you're, yeah, but you're trans, or you're this, and they're like, and I was like, that's true, but this water line is too small, <laughs> right. and we need to fix this water line, and right. it needs to be upsized, and right. we need to make sure that we do a study to find out everything that's on this water line, that we upsize this water mm -hmm. line to be sufficient right. for what's gonna supply things for the next 15 to 20 years. Right. And, I, they're, and they're like, uh, oh. Yeah. So how does that dialogue happen a lot of times when when people just see you as transgender and not say, no, nah, look at my resume. Like I can like I've done the work. I've served my country. I'm qualified to do this. And, and I want to make my community better. It's been amazing because we've had a few people reach out that have said, uh, Olivia, I didn't know you were trans. I'm like, I'm sorry, no take back. So you gave me your vote already. It's it's already there. I'm sorry you didn't do your full research. Um, because when they read my resume, they're like, oh my gosh, we need her. Right. You know, and, yeah. and they looked past the trans. They, right. didn't, they didn't see anything. They just saw me for right. a human that was trying to get a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And they looked at my resume and thought, well, she's qualified. Right. And most of the people have really stuck with that. And yeah. the few people that have had an issue have watched and seen all the different things that I've done and all the places that I'm becoming more right. and more involved. And they're like, okay, um, uh, okay, maybe she's gonna do all right. Right, speaking of issues, like any other big city, you know, Nashville has their laundry list of issues. Uh, being in this council member at Large Road now, uh, what are some of the key things you mentioned, I know, infrastructure, uh, utilities, homelessness, housing. What are some of those things that you want to focus on um, and take advantage of this opportunity and show people, hey, regardless, I'm a human, I can do this work. The natural should focus on One of on. the biggest things that I'm pushing very, very hard is, is transit. Okay. We've got to have transit in the city. I think that it's something that we need to do today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and there's been talks going on, and, yeah. and we're moving towards some things to do that. Uh, I. Uh, have had meetings with the mayor's office to pitch some of my ideas mm -hmm. and listen to some of his and 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 let him know that that I am there right for anything that he may have in transit right uh, the other thing is is I'm looking at all the different departments and mm -hmm. how they all communicate with each other and and how I want to spend some time the first couple of months to make sure that I've got like 400 ideas that this idea doesn't make another problem. Right. Because, you know, we've all had that boss that comes in and kicks the door down and says, we're going to do it this way. And then six months later, they go, 
Oh, that's why y'all don't do it that way. Right, you got to so do like a, an assessment, right? So I'm trying to be methodical about it yeah. and try to meet with everybody and see right. how, and then I'm going to start, I've got a ton of ideas right. of things I really want to make Nashville one of the greatest cities in the South. What, what have you learned about yourself that you maybe didn't know before? Um, running and then actually, you know, winning a campaign. This has been an absolute crash course in time management. Uh, my entire <laughs> life. Really? My no way. My entire uh, 40 years of my career has mm -hmm. always been reactive. Mm -hmm. And so in the military, you you get up, you don't know what you're doing today. You do whatever right. your, your petty officer or your division officer tells you to do. Right. And you're just like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You're going about your business. Right. You don't plan much. Uh, and, and then working in a power plant, you kind of make some plans, but yeah. if a boiler goes down or a pump goes out, then you stop everything you're doing and that goes in that concentration. And so it's, it's very reactive. Now the role that I'm in is very proactive. And so now I'm making meetings for, with people in March and in mm -hmm. February, and I'm doing things and I'm looking ahead and, and making plans and doing things. And so that's a, that's a different way of looking at everything. And, and I'm learning so much. I'm meeting so many great, wonderful people. You know, and I ran for office and I made my uh, political calls. Almost every elected official told me two things. One, Olivia, you're gonna meet some of the nicest people you will ever meet. Mm -hmm. And two, you have no idea how big Davidson County is until you've campaigned in the entire county. I made the mistake of buying a brand new car in February. Miles are crazy on it, I, I know. Put 20, I hit 20, <laughs> 20 20,500 miles when I pulled in the parking lot here today, and it's not even a full year yet. See, that's why we need that transit. And that's all, it's all Davidson County. <laughs> that's why we need that transit. We so need we, transit we yesterday. The, the miles and them cars yes. and vehicles. Yes. Being in a state that is very anti-transgender, um, what can Tennessee be doing better right now um, to support our transgender community, our lesbian, our queer, our gay community at this particular time? Especially well, going into 2024. Yeah, I uh, I think it's just something that we have to just continue to advocate, but, and, okay. and we've got to educate people. You know, so many yeah. people don't understand what the trans community, in the first two years that I've transitioned, I've shrunk an inch and a half because the disc in between the vertebrae is less on a woman than it is on a man. Mm. My skin is thinner, so I cut easier, I bruise easier, my pores mm. are smaller, so I sweat less. Because I sweat less, I have drier skins, I have to moisturize all the time. Yeah. My lung capacity is three-fourths of what it used to be. My red blood cell counts almost half. I lost every bit of my upper body strength. And for some reason, I only put on weight just right here in the hips and thighs area. I don't know yeah. what's all about that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so mm -hmm. it's just education. The biggest yeah. problem that we have in the trans community is a lot of folks see us as men in wigs. Mm -hmm. And they don't see us for everything that happens and all the stuff that we go through. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's just education and spending some time with people. Right. Uh, I've sent a letter to... Uh, to Governor Lee, Speaker Sexton, and, and Speaker McNally, and asking for a meeting that, as an elected official and as a constituent, that I would like to spend an opportunity to just kind of educate you on some things. And of course, yeah. either one has answered, really? and I didn't expect. Of, of course they, of course they like emailed you back, and you got right on their schedule and, and, immediately. And so right? I'm free. I'm free to meet Thursday, Olivia. Uh, but you know, and and I'll keep pushing, and yeah. I'll keep trying. Yeah. Uh, but my main number one goal is to fix the broken parts of Nashville. Mm -hmm. And when I have some free time in the evening, I'm, a, I'm an activist for trans community. Um, you, you, you mentioned advocacy, you're talking about community engagement. Um, you know, this buzzword goes around a lot, right? Ally, right? Yes. Um, what does that actually mean to you, uh, being an ally of the transgender community, being an ally 
of elected officials that are trying to build power in community. What does that mean to well, you precisely? There's really, in my opinion, there's two types of allies. Okay. And there's a type of ally that says, I'm 100% okay with you. Okay. To your face. Okay. And then behind your back, you're like, I'm not so sure I'm okay with the trans community. I mean, I tell Olivia I'm okay with her, but I don't really know. And then you have the, the, the person who says they're an ally and says, Olivia, I, I'm with you 100%. Mm -hmm. And then you're in a smaller group with other people with no other trans people around, and they make a slur or something about the trans community, and that person stands up for you while you're not there. Mm. And so there, there's two different types of allies. So yeah. it's an ally that will really fight for the LGBT community yeah. when there's not an LGBT person around. Yeah. And then there's the people that do it because it's a boutique cool thing to do. It's like, hey, yeah, um, I'm an ally. I'm okay right. with that, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, Nashville, um, we claim, we like to claim that, you know, we're we're a liberal city, we're a progressive city, uh, which, you know, I think we are on, on and many Nashville things. Nashville really is. Nashville really is a really pretty blue dot yeah. in the middle of an ugly red state. But if it's the but it's the closed rooms though, and that's when I say you you have to you have to embrace diversity. You have to embrace uh, trans. You have to embrace uh, women. You have to embrace black people all the time. Not just when it's easy and it's convenient, right? But when you're in those boardrooms, when you're in those smaller meetings with 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 white men with power, right? Yes. That you know probably feel a particular way, might not be front-facing or out public with it, but you know you need to speak out. Uh, you really to wish your privilege or your position to speak up for Jerome or for Olivia? Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, you have to prove it to me all the time, not just when it's Correct. in the cameras and, and, and it's the, you get some glory behind it. It's like, Olivia, I'm behind you 100%. <laughs> Good to see you. Let's yeah. take a picture together. Good yeah. to see you. And then you walk away, and you're like, oh, oh. I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Oh, and, and what I've heard is, you know, I'm really okay with you, Olivia. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're great. You're smart. You, yeah. you really can do the job. I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm okay with what you all are doing to the kids and stuff, but, right. but you're okay. I'm 100% behind you. What's, what's, a, what's a great conversation starter? If, if you know, it's, it's holiday season. Disperse the lies that are out there. Okay. Almost no okay. trans child is having any kind of surgery. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Number two, hormone blockers. They are just a pause button. They were originally invented for young girls to have, for who started puberty just way too early, mm -hmm. and they take the puberty blocker, save them. Maybe they started at eight or ten years old, and they took them for a couple of years. They mm -hmm. stop, and then they continue on. Yeah. Uh, and then you give a child at say twelve puberty blockers, and then at eighteen, they're like. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I don't, maybe I'm not trans. Maybe maybe I was just trying to get attention or whatever. You just stop taking the hormones, yeah. I mean the blockers, and you have puberty at 18 years old. Right. It, 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 there's no less side effects to that than there are just any other medication that's out there. People that may be watching or listening to this, you know, and some of those people may be feeling uneasy about this conversation, right? Um, but they really truly want to maybe unlearn some things and learn some things and maybe get rid of that transphobia that they may be wrestling with, right? Um, what are the best ways for them to do that, right? Well, is it is it reaching out and talking to someone from the community that they know or maybe not know? How, how do you, because you, that's something you have to wrestle with personally, you know, before you're transitioning and understand, like, I might be a little, you know, um, transphobia myself, but that's something you had to wrestle with. You know, I, I've met with an awful lot of people, and, and I used to run a trans support group for a while, and, uh -huh. and I've been around the community for a while. I've talked to an awful lot of people. 
And I've never met an LGBT person yet mm -hmm. uh, that didn't know that they were LGBT at five, six, eight years old. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it took them a while to come out. Maybe right. it took them a while to be brave enough to tell anybody. Right. But almost every single LGBT person I've ever known knew that they were that a at that age. The other thing, real quick, is 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 people that are left-handed. My okay. daughter's left-handed, and I tried everything I could do from age zero to three to get her to use her right hand. The whole world is all around right-handed people. Baseballs, gloves, writing, everything mm -hmm. is around right-handed people. Honey, use your right hand. She's left-handed. Right. She didn't get the pick that she's left-handed. Right. It's just how she was born and how she was made. Yeah. And I needed to be okay with that, mm -hmm. and I was. Mm -hmm. So use that same philosophy. Yeah. Somebody that might identify as sexually People the same People think that, that being trans and being LGBT is a choice, and it's not. It's how we're born. It's like, People are attracted to tall people. People are attracted right. to short people. You right. don't get to pick what you're attracted to. Right. The future. Yes. What does that look like for you? Um, you just, you know, a couple months in, council member at large for Nashville. What are some things you're looking forward to in the future, um, just as a council person and as a person that just happens to be trans too, to amplify that and let people know, like, hey, like you could do this work, and if you are trans and want to do this work, reach out. Like, let's 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 figure this out. I really just want to concentrate the best I can to make Nashville one of the greatest cities in the South mm -hmm. and fix the broken parts of it and, and put my efforts in that. And yeah. by doing stuff, that elevates the entire trans community in this state. Because when people say, see, she's trans, she's doing a normal job. She's yeah. not waving her flag saying yeah. she's trans. She's not saying I need any extra attention. She's just a human doing right. a human job, being a human. Right. Any last thoughts, Olivia? I want to give you the last word. Anything that you just want to, you know, leave people at home with to extrapolate on that we didn't touch on and just want to give you that moment. I appreciate that. But I, I just want to say thank you for, for having me here and the no, opportunity sure. to be able to explore these things and, and, yeah. and, and hopefully the people that have watched have learned and grown a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I think that's the biggest problem. The, the right. most of the hate that we have seen has been for lack of education. Right. It's not been real hatred. And once people learn, they're usually like, Oh, yeah. okay. I understand now. All right. Well, Olivia, I appreciate you. And got to have you back. I right? hope so. <laughs> for sure. And I appreciate y'all for watching another slice of the community. And I'll see y'all next time. A slice of the community is made possible by the support of the First Horizon Foundation.